Scent World is an original series presented by Scentbird, a fragrance subscription service that brings you luxury designer scents every month for $16.95. Unlock 50% off your first month at Scentbird.com. Welcome back to Scent World, a show that explores the power of expressing yourself through scent. Today, we're featuring Ozzy Glasser, the founder of The Perfumer Story, based in London, England. Ozzy is known as the perfumer for the world's biggest celebrities. Her creations help Johnny Depp and Orlando Bloom get into character for movie roles and serve as a personal fragrance for Kylie Minogue and Cindy Crawford. Her bespoke work starts at 15,000 pounds, but for the first time, she is making her scents more widely available with a limited edition collection. In this episode, Ozzy sits down with Maria Narislamova, Scentbird's co-founder and CEO. She takes us behind the scenes of what it's like to work with iconic stars to develop their scents. She talks about launching the Agent Provocateur fragrance back in the early 2000s, how she bottled the smell of rain on earth and a tip to increase your pheromones. Translate your personality DNA into fragrance with Ozzy Glasser on Scent World. All right, so Helena Bonham Carter says you are an alchemist, a witch, and a nose. And <laughs> a white witch. A white witch, that is right. Yeah. And Johnny Depp says that you possess a certain sorcery in that you are able to capture the perfect essence of a character in a scent. You are known for helping movie stars get into character, and you have created bespoke fragrances for multiple movie stars and celebrities. Uh, from Jude Law to Orlando Bloom, Cindy Crawford, and Kylie Minogue. So can you take us behind the scenes of making a bespoke fragrance for a star? What does it look like? What does it feel like? Helen Bonham Carter actually was my first actor, mm -hmm. actress, that I worked with. And then it was Johnny Depp. In terms of male, that first male actor was Johnny Depp. Is he very easygoing, you know, one-on-one? -on -one? Oh, my God. Johnny is absolutely adorable. I mean, you know, you can see why they all say he's the sexiest man on the planet. He literally is. I mean, he's divine. He's very, um, he's very charismatic, mm -hmm. very kind. You know, he's like, a, he's very funny. And he comes up with great stories, references. He's, you know, he's like an encyclopedia of history. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the first fragrance that you worked on for him? So it was a character he was playing in a, in a Tim Burton film called Dark Shadows. And it's a great, I mean, everyone was in it. Michelle Pfeiffer, Helena Bonham Carter. It was, and I worked with her actually in that, I did her sense for that film too. So, um, and that's how he came across me because, so basically I have to just quickly just tell Please. you the story about uh, so when Helena says I've got my next film and it's a Tim Burton film I said okay send me the script it's called Dark Shadows and I said okay what's what you know what's a role character because well I've got to play a chain smoking um, alcoholic psychiatrist based in the 1970s I'm like how fun right <laughs> so I was like oh my god okay I said so uh what do you drink she said you know whiskey bourbon like for breakfast lunch and dinner and I was like, yes. and she goes, it's in scenes a lot. And she said, and I'm chain smoking the whole time. 
Okay, well, you know, you're not going to smell really good on this one, okay? <laughs> so uh, she's like, yeah, no, fine. So she literally would go at 6 a.m. You know, to Pinewood Studios, stinking of fags and whiskey. So they were just literally like, he's like, oh, my God. He said, you're, you know, it's amazing. Like, you are literally like, you know, it was affecting the, you know what I mean? He said, I, I want her number. You need to give me her number. Yeah, she's fully immersed <laughs> into character. Yeah, so, um, so then he contacted me and... Uh, so, and he was actually the first um, actor that I, I only had a, a few, a week to do this, this, his sentence. Oh, it was wow. 200 year old No vampire. pressure. Yeah. But the thing with Johnny is that I was a big fan of his as well. So I kind of agree. I, I said that I wouldn't meet with him. I do the fragrances, but I didn't want, want to meet him until after the scent. And there was a reason for that, I think, because I kind of, you know, I've watched all of his films and... I think what everyone loves about him is that he does, he brings himself into all of his roles. Yes. You know, that's why you sort of love, um, you know, he's, even if he plays a vampire, he's still really sexy. Yeah. My God, you're not using your blood to make me human. You're using my blood to make yourself immortal. Yes, Barnabas, you have a gift. It is unfair to keep it all to yourself. Colin's family took you and bestowed their sacred trust upon you. You brazenly betrayed that trust. I'm sorry. I just don't want to grow old. I want to be beautiful again. I, I want to live forever like you. I'm afraid that is out of the question. You know, he's really gorgeous and good looking. Or even, you know, in Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Just fall in White face and still looking amazing. Yeah, exactly. Not many people can do that. Oh. Yeah, so the, so the fragrance was, and he literally just went, oh, my God, it's brilliant. So then ever then, since then, I worked with him on every, you know, all of his films, film roles. And wonderful. Yeah. Such a beautiful story. Well, well there's two, actually, with, with the actors, um, there's two elements to it because I've done their bespoke fragrances to get them into the role, the character, so it's a bit like method acting. And then also they have their own bespoke fragrances, so... So Johnny Depp has a Johnny Depp one or Helena Bonham Carter has her own Helena one. But then she also has a Bellatrix or Princess Margaret. <laughs> um, so basically the way, I mean, it's a bit like um, the way I do, the way I see perfume in general. For me, perfume and scent is something when you're putting it on you, it's all about um it, it's almost like it's it's portraying and personifying your character and your style. Mm -hmm. So whether you're so, for example, when I'm doing a role, so uh, when I when I worked with Helena when she played Bellatrix, um, or Miss Havisham in Great Great Expectations, she'd start by uh, sending me the script. I mean, I didn't actually need the script for Great Expectations because I've read it a million times, but. Um, so getting the feel of her role, so, you know, her character, so what she's thinking, going through, what she's wearing, how it's being styled, what the room looks like as well. It's very important because she's going into that whole feeling. And scent, of course, is it's a very powerful tool. Um, it's very good at, you know, putting your mindset and your emotions into that role. So, so when I worked with her, for example, on um, Miss Havisham, I was thinking, oh God, what? She's like, what are you going to do for me for that? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to think about it and I'll, I'll get back to you on that one. And, and when I, I remember showing to her, we were in a cafe actually, and uh, we both were doing it after the school run with the kids. And, uh, and I had it in my little 
Dickensian pouch, which we also have in, in, in our perfume boxes as well. And I said, um, so basically, I just thought, okay, so Miss Havisham was, you know, in her wedding dress. She was left at the altar. She was so devastated by getting ditched. Mm -hmm. But she never left the house. But she was always rich and, um, you know, she came from that affluent sort of background and family and everything else. So, but she, because she didn't leave the house, she kind of almost just let herself go. She just didn't, you know, she never even changed as far as we know it was just always sort of you know that bonkers look so I I remember thinking of when I was moving house when I was nine years old and and I we went from the small house to the big house and when we went into the bathrooms it was that it, it, everything else smelled really like old people but when I went to the bathroom it's like what's that smell and it was just coming from this old cracked soap so I thought and the soap is something that actually lasts a long time but if she didn't go to the shops to get a new one, and she probably just, and I thought, okay, she's going to smell of old cracked soap because that might be the one product that she does use um, to, you know, if she does any kind of washing. And then it also smells a little bit sort of like old people, a little bit kind of pissy. Don't. It did, has to be real. Did Helena like that fragrance? She just went, oh my God, it's unbelievable. She said, you know, I'm, she just, she literally just, she loved, you know, she just, she could feel it. Because she wasn't, she wasn't imagining it was going to be that. But when she smelled it, she then said, "Totally, hundred percent correct." So, but it's having that kind of feeling and getting it has to be hundred percent right. And when I did, when I worked with her on Bellatrix, for example, that was when she played. She plays the witch, but she's a, quite a seductive witch. You know, there's something very passionate and powerful and horrible yes. and scary, of course, about her. So I based it on poisonous flowers, oh. and uh, and I remember texting her actually that evening saying I I've, I've got the fragrances ready. She goes, Oh my god, I'm so excited! I can't wait. She goes, What's 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 the concept? I said, They're all it's all based on poisonous flowers. She went, Oh my god, I'm not going to die when I put it on, am I? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, No, um, you're absolutely not going to die because you'll die if you eat them. But you can <laughs> Not smell if you wear them. them. Yeah, and if you smell them, actually, they've got this really kind of intoxicating aroma to them. Mm -hmm. they, it's it's beautiful aroma, but you can't get the essential oils from them. So it's head headspace technology. Got it. So it's recreating that smell around the flower as as it's permeating, coming coming through. So very risque and out there. Yeah, exactly. A little heavy, and it also smells a little bit foggy and oh, kind of foresty like because a lot of the scenes are. You know, it's always got that kind of foresty, green, boggy feel to it. Yeah, I so love it, that. It has a lot of that foliage, you know, wet earth as well. So how much of your process is intellectual versus intuitive? Because you talk a lot about the subconscious and how you kind of like just, it just comes through you. Yeah, I, th I think, you know, being a perfumer, there is a lot of people, you know, they, they think I'm a Simon Keller just thinks I'm a, you know, psychic. Because I think, because when you, when you are able to, and friends as well, and I say, oh, which fragrance out of your collection, you know, do you think is going to suit me? And and when I, when I suggest, oh, you know, you're definitely Sequoia Wood or Twisted Iris, they're like, it's unbelievable. I just won't, you know, they, it's, it's always right. And it's, and it's odd the way that it's happened, happens that way. I don't know. I just sort of have that ability to do it. I don't really know where it comes from. For me, it's natural. I find it easy. But um, it's, but for, for most people, they sort of, well, I've never had that ever happen to me before. It's that one less thing they have to worry about is choosing a perfume that they actually love 
and matches their style and personality. Where do you usually get your inspiration from? Is that the people that you work with or is it yeah. outside in the world? You know, it's a lot with people, actually. I love people. I love talking to new people, old people, all sizes, all shapes. I mean, it really doesn't matter. Any country, I just, I, I just find, because everyone is different. You can't get bored with people, really, because it's, you know, it's always you. I always learn something new every day as well, and I love learning. Um, so I get a lot of inspiration from people, artists as well. You know, there's that eccentricity that they have, uh, quirkiness as well. Um, music, you know, takes me sort of onto different journeys in life and adventures. It makes your mind travel. So it's all the thoughts that come through. So you might, you know, you might be thinking about people in the past or when you were younger or memories of whoever it is. So, you know, I, I think I, I just, it's, I don't think I ever really run out of ideas. For me, it's I've got too many ideas and I just don't have enough time. <laughs> I feel you on that one. Um, usually when you are starting to create a bespoke fragrance, how long does that process take? Is it different for different people? And do you ever stumble upon like the hard one? And you're like, I don't know how to crack this nut. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, when I was working on actually Cindy Crawford's, Here's here's the story about that. So, so basically, it was a surprise for her birthday from her amazing husband Randy Gerber. I don't even know him. Who um, I so so I he wanted me to come over to LA, but there wasn't enough time because her birthday was going to be in three weeks, four weeks time. It was a month's time, three weeks really, because in terms of the you know the starting the process as well. So I thought well, we need to set set up a call immediately. So. Um, and actually, I mean, he really knows her well. You know, he's, I mean, they are two peas in a pod. You can, you can see why they've been married together for such a long time. But he started to say, well, she doesn't. And I said, well, you know what perfume is that she likes? He said, well, she hates perfume. That's why she, we want to, I want to make her a bespoke with What you. a challenge. <laughs> yeah, because she doesn't like perfume. She won't wear it. Um, and, but I think she'll love it. If you do it, because, you know, they obviously got recommended by other actors and saying, you've got to go to Azzy, you know, she'll get it right if you're going to. So I think recommendations obviously helps because if they're paying the money as well for a bespoke, they want to make sure that they're going to get a 100% result. So so basically, um, so I was talking to him about the process is very much about her style. And so what she's what she's like when she's at home, what she's like on the red carpet. What she like when she goes to parties? You know, they have two children, family, the school drop-off. I want to know every kind of sort of side of it. So I'm really feeling it. It's almost like you, it's a fun therapy session, put it that way. And you can laugh as well with it. And it's really kind of, it's um, just getting, trying to get to know that person as much as you possibly can. And also her skin, I've seen for pictures of her skin is very important to me as well because you're going to be putting it on the skin. And perfume, it's, it depends on your absorbity as well. So the porosity of your skin, color of your skin, um, lots of different elements will also have an impact on what is the right fragrance for you. And then her style. So um, that was very um, distinctive as well. So, and also her hair and her makeup and everything else. 
So anyway, so when I went over to LA, I, I actually just had two vials with me. It was number one and number two. So he was just like, oh, right, okay, um, great. Well, Cindy wants to uh, meet with you, with me for the, you know, for the first time. So we're all going to smelling it together. I was like, okay, great. So I went over over there. And actually what Cindy said was, um, well, if you don't mind, this is the way I want to do it. She said, I'm so excited you can't tell me. When Randy said he was going to do bespoke, honestly, I'm just, you know, beside myself. So he said, if you don't mind, I'd like Randy to go out the room and I would choose the fragrance. And then when Randy comes back, and if he chooses the same as me, then that's great. Oh, I love that. But if he doesn't, we'll have to start again. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but actually, I was just like, well, there's nothing I could do right now. So I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, great. And um, and I actually, I mean, things, I like them both, but you always have in your head, you know, I don't know, maybe it was going to be this one or that one. And I actually thought it was going to be, I think, number one. And she came and she went straight away, number two. And I was like, oh, amazing. That's great. Yeah, thinking. But I mean, I love number two as well. But I just, you know, you just don't know. You don't know. I, that's why I just had the two. And then when Randy came in, it was straight away went number two. And I was just like, winner. oh, my God. And everyone winner. was hugging and everyone was, you know, excited. It was so, it was just one of those excitements and adventures that you go through in life. But, yeah, that was a challenge, a real challenge. But actually, to see the joy on their faces, and and she still she talks about it in magazines, and she's very you know she's great in that in that in that way. Um, no, it's an honour working uh, working on Cindy's scent, and um, and with her husband, with him too, because it's you know you become part of it. It's great, and they're such a power couple too. They really are, exactly. But then you've got so but so Jude Law actually he's um, his bespoke is he didn't want to, he wanted, so in my coach I have Mr. Vetiver. So he wears, you know, he just, he just loves that fragrance. And it's so him because it's very dapper. It's richer than rich. It's very alpha male sort of in terms of, you know, he loves his women and he, he loves his style and clothes. He always looks great. You know, he ticks all the right boxes. He knows what wine to order. It's, it has that, that feeling to it. So I'm not surprised. He said, no, I'm just, ha I'm happy with this. You, you know, you've got it right. So it's fine. So it's not always bespoke, but, and I'm also happy that they, they buy into the collection as well. So how many fragrances have you created for Jude Law? So I worked with Jude on the Pope when he played the Pope. I love that role. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. That. He plays such so a great good. Pope, doesn't he? Yes. He's such a great actor. I think he just gets better and better actually. And if that is even possible. <laughs> if it's even possible and I don't know if you've seen the, the 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 press lately actually oh my god what am I thinking so he's just um so we went to Cannes for the the world premiere of uh Vibrand Vibrand and he's playing Henry VIII but Henry VIII just before he died so he was quite vulgar and I mean I think he's going to get nominated his performance was incredible I mean he looked you know, it's very hard for Jude to look unappealing, disgusting. Really. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he had gout. So Henry VIII had gout, yeah. and you know, so the scenes, most of the scenes were, it's pus, blood, oh. gout. He he literally smelled of you know and poo and everything. So the headlines after the film was this like Jude Law, uh, you know, plays Henry smelling of gout, blood, pus. I mean, it went viral. All but, the great uh, things in life. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, but but you you know this. I mean, you don't all, it's not about smelling good. It's not having a perfume. It's you know it's art. And perfume is art at the end of the day. And you're working with the artist as well. And you work very well together. And he's he loves working with me on his roles, you know, in, in scent and getting it right. Because he knows um, it's it's going to be real. It's not going to be some flower, you know, something that's half real. Even half real won't do. It has to be spot on. And I remember when he came to my studio and smelled it, he was just like, um, and I've got a video of it. We did a behind the scenes video where he smells. He goes, "Oh my god, that's that's disgusting!" And then he comes back and goes, "That's fantastic." <laughs> <laughs> and it was, you know, because he was like, first, I mean, it's, it's it is disgusting. I had to create them in the garden actually, because they had some very powerful ingredients and notes, and I didn't want it lingering. And as a perfumer, breathing yeah. something like that in, and I'm assuming the process takes hours upon hours upon hours, like smelling yeah. in the pus and the, the fecal matter and all of that. As an outsider looking at, I'm not a perfumer, obviously. Yeah. It feels like it's so pleasant to work on pleasant things. But once you have to create a truly abhorrent fragrance mm. and be in that scent cloud for hours at a time, yeah. does that impact you? Or like, do you have a preference for creating pretty smelling things? Or for you as an artist, it doesn't really matter as long as you hold true to the idea. I mean, I obviously love my favorites always going to be creating, you know, the most sexiest fragrances in the world. And for me, it's uh, it's that finishing touch. I love creating perfumes that people are just going to fall in love with. They're going to want that as their signature and they're going to be loyal to. It's like a love affair, really, I think, your perfume. Well, I would like for us to maybe go back in time a little bit to how your love affair with scent first began. Do you have like a first memory when you're like new? Okay, yeah, this is something special. One of my first memories was when my mother would, my mum and dad used to go to parties a lot in the 70s. And, um, and she'd put on, you know, I used to watch her putting on her false eyelashes and her lipstick and then her fur coat and then the last thing she in fact my dad took ages to get ready as well and the last thing she did was then put on her perfume mm -hmm. which was um, worth Jury Vianne mm -hmm. and and then and then she kissed me goodbye and then they'd leave and I remember thinking oh my god it's, it smells so expensive there was and I thought oh, one day I might even own this bottle of perfume and it was quite weird because when they'd leave I'd go to their dressing tables and I'd always like um redesign the dressing tables because I wanted to smell all the perfumes and his uh, you know my dad's and my mum's he had a whole collection as well they were really into their perfumes but my mum always really wore just um worth she had a signature yeah I think he was uh, my dad was much more had a, had a few different ones but he didn't change it. there was only two I mean, he wore vetiver a lot actually the girl mm. and um one which I also really loved so that was one of my first memories of um perfume in terms of the luxury perfume but the other one is when I I was asked to create the smell of Britain by the British government and it was part of their Great Britain campaign I don't know if you ever heard of that yeah which was um really fun to work on but I, I sort of said okay I'll do it as long as I'm not dictated on what to do I mean I'm not going to do like a fish and chip shop or you know an English rose or something I just want to do something that's you know real and and it was because even though I was born in London, I went to go and live in India for um, about four and a half years mm -hmm. from as a as a child. So from, you know, so I came back when I was about five and a half. Mm -hmm. So my first few years were actually in India, which is interesting. And um, and when I remember coming to, back to Britain, I thought, 
you know, I thought that I'd been sent to prison, really, literally. <laughs> Everything was grey. There's no tall buildings, there's no sea, there's no colour anywhere. And and it was cold. Mm. Um, and and But the one thing I really liked is when it rained, because it rains a lot in England, it reminded me of the monsoon and the smell mm. was very, it took me straight back to playing. So in India, when it rained, we'd all go out and play. Whereas in England, when it rained, everyone would, you know, watch through the windows. Yeah. <laughs> so You go and hide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I created the smell of rain on, um, rain on earth. I love that. And so very it, fresh, but earthy. It is. but it, And I think it's one natural smell, actually, that smells the same anywhere in the world. Yeah. So I, I always, it, it, I have that same smell, you know, when you go to Morocco and it rains. That yeah. kind of, it's almost like it's, 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 it's a mixture of rain on earth, but also rain on pavements. It's yeah. that kind of dirty, concrete note of cold rain on warm pavements. I love that. I just came back from Morocco and I noticed the same exact thing, that rain on earth smells exactly yeah. the same in Morocco and England. It does. For whatever reason. Yeah, it's completely different you know, climates and everything else. Whereas the sea can smell different everywhere in the world. I do actually think it's the only, well, so far that I've, you know, come across. Roses smell different everywhere. They do. You know. They really do. Yeah. Um, what does India smell like to you? Well, different parts of India smell very different. Um, but there is that smell. I always think, I always go for a scent of a country for when I literally want to walk off a plane. Mm -hmm. That's to me when it just hits you. Yeah. And, and you, you know, it kind of, you, you, you smell that sort of, it's almost, it smells, you, you can smell the heat, but it's like a bit dirty and quite claustrophobic. Mm. Like you just want to start washing yourself very quickly. You know, I'm mm. always like washing my, feel, you know, uh, not so much when I was living there, but when you go back from England, having sort of the, the it's quite different. Um But I do enjoy, I love the smell of India because it's, it's India, you it, know. It's rich. It's not, a good, it's not a good or a bad smell. It's just, yeah. it has that, it has its own signature. Yeah. And a little bit of nostalgia probably for you as well, right? Yeah. So that's normally when you, when you sort of fly in and it's, and it's normally one of, you know, Mumbai airport, I suppose. But um, yeah. Let's um, go back to the year 2000 when you launched the Agent Provocateur Oh yeah, fragrances. Sometimes. Yeah, you were I mean, always a rebel, but you were definitely a rebel then. So I know. take us back. I like things that make logic sense to me, that work, that are true, and anyone that you can relate to. Um, so, so when Ashton Vocateur came out, you know, it was complete opposite of the trends because Ashton Vocateur is a brand. It's sexy. It's powerful. Um, you know, it stands out from the crowd. And, you know, and I suppose they're rebels of the industry as well, you could say. 100%. Yeah. And so the perfume at the same time, um, it was, I wanted, to do, I wanted to do a perfume that was very, you know, was very feminine and had that trail that you left behind. Mm -hmm. It was, it was almost, um, it was a sheep rub. Mm -hmm. You know, sheep hadn't been done since, I think, knowing, knowing was the last one before that. So that must have been in the... Um, few decades a couple of decades before that so it was a real risk taker but I remember going into Harvey Nichols and they were like I mean um the buying director was literally she she just said you know like a breath of fresh air that's walked in I've seen lots he said the last time I had this excitement was when poison came out oh, you wow. know um which was <laughs> when yes. ballistic um 
Yeah, and then we won all the awards. And also, I wanted to do a porcelain. I, I wanted to do things that I kind of, you know, my first perfume always wanted to be in a porcelain bottle. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I did that. Um, no, it was exciting times, and everyone, you know, and and it, people loved it. Yeah, and it's such a beautiful creation still. Usually when you describe your process of creating a fragrance, um, you give this analogy of first picking the main characters, like the main notes, and mm. then picking the supporting characters. So it's almost like casting a new movie. Yeah. Do you have your all-time favorite main characters for your scent creations? I love notes like Sequoia Wood, mm. um, Vetiver. Um, I love resins. I love base notes, frankincense, mm. myrrh. The richness, all that kind of, you know, that gives longevity to a fragrance. I like, you know, patchouli and moss and sort of, you know. But it's not about the ingredients on their own. I yeah. like it. For me, it's when they come together with another ingredient. So, so for example, if you take Pretty Little Rose, you smell it on its own and it smells Pretty Little Rose, right? And then, but if you, so in... um Viva 54, for example. Mm-hmm. So in Amber Molecule, the rose in there, so it's, but I want it to be, it has got rose in there, but you can't really smell the rose in there because that rose has turned into something. What it does, it when it's mixed with powder and musk, it then becomes this softness that mm-hmm. gives you this comforting feel that you want to just cocoon into that fragrance, but it's ultra feminine. Um, so it's it has a part to play. You know, it almost so, blends into the background. Exactly. And then whereas if you then put mixed rose, say in Fever 54, with saffron and oud, which is in there, it makes it dark and dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, it's quite dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. How did it come about that you got your first bespoke um, fragrance, like celebrity client? You know, was that a referral for you? My first actually was Kylie Minogue. Really? Yeah, because that's right. Um, I love the story about Kylie. So she basically, yeah, she contacted, well, her, her management company contacted me and said, you know, Kylie would love to have, um, invite you for dinner at her house. I'm like, I mean, there was only one Kylie in those days. <laughs> and I was like, what, Kylie Minogue? And they were like, yes, you know, she's a big fan of your uh, perfumes and uh, she'd love to talk to you, you know, about a bespoke project. So I was like, amazing. I was like, yeah, I mean, I love Kylie. I mean, she is fa- fantastic, isn't she? I, just I love her. I absolutely think she's just brilliant. And uh, and it was actually on Mother's Day, but um, she wouldn't realise it was Mother's Day because <laughs> unless you thought you're a mother, you wouldn't. But actually, my child was only one years old, so um, I first born, and my husband said, I don't think he's really going to notice whether you're here or not for Mother's Day. I would have to agree. <laughs> I think you should go and have dinner with Kylie. So I was like, okay. Uh, and I did, and it was just we honestly, it was family, me, her, and the chef. It was great. And, oh, wow, um, very intimate. I, I you know, oh, yeah, not like a big twenty people, no, no, twenty no, persons. Yeah, it was just the two of us. It was so great, and she is absolutely adorable. You just want to literally put your, her in your pocket, and you know, run and away. off you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no, it was really interesting because she, we wanted to, and she was telling me about the story of she wanted me to do a purpose boat perfume because. Um, she was going out with Olivier Martinez at the time and living half in Paris. Mm. And, and she said, I had to find you because I um, went to go meet him for dinner. And she said, I thought, well, I'm in Paris, I'll put Chanel number five on. So she goes for dinner, put Chanel number five on. 
And he literally said, like, oh, my God, what, you know, what, what are you wearing? And he, she said, well, do you not like it? Like, she said, no, no, what do you, do you look fab, fantastic, but what is this, what is this smell? What have you got on? She goes, well, I thought I'd put Chanel. She said, no, 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 what is your normal, your scent that, you know, I love you in? So, I mean, and, and she just said, oh, I, had to, she goes, I had to go home and wash it off and, and, and because wow. he loves that. And she said, I didn't realise the power of smell until I, you know, until I started across dating you. a French man. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, well, I can see that. You know, do you yeah. know what I mean? You can't go, that was actually before the she was wearing at the time. Hmm. And uh, so I created her, you know, Bespoke World, which she absolutely loved and actually we did it we used it for the when she did the bna exhibition as well mm. uh when it was a retrospective on kylie mm-hmm. so she was um my first artist i think i ever worked with and now maybe let's um let's get into the fun part about you know your own brand the perhuma story yes um the brand that's coming on to sunbird i'm really excited to bring it to our customers and to our listeners so the story of creating the brand, you know, what was that aha moment when you knew, okay, I'm ready to be on the map in a bigger way and ready to create this baby? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it was a lot of the journalists saying, Azzy, when are you going to do your own brand? Everyone's going to buy it, for goodness sake. You know, it, and I think I was just, and it was actually um, Johnny Depp that fast-tracked me into doing it. Really? He's the one just said, he goes, well, you know, you, you just got to, you know, um, he goes, I've even got some ideas on the package. You know, he was he was really helpful. He's very sweet and you know, really um, motivating, uh, which is which is great. So I think I I love. I think when people start, I always do things for myself last. And but once people start pushing you a bit, or you think, okay, do you know what? You're right. I'm going to do it anyway. So I'm going to do it. And Harvey Nichols actually was having a project, so they said. Uh, oh, my God, you know, if you do, we want exclusivity, please. We'd love it. We're going to give you this. In fact, we had the whole counter next to Chanel and Armani. So when it launched, and we had all of our girls dressed up, I mean, it was fantastic. And people just loved it because it was so different as a brand. You know, it was like it's about character and style. It made sense to people. It wasn't about top, middle, and back notes and fragrance family and, uh, you know, are you a fruity, floral, sweet they didn't know what that means, really. But, you know, are you um, a creative, sensual and edgy? Yep, that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, it's it's sort of, it's something that is, I want to have fragrances that are easy to choose, but to get, I want people to find their signature, the one. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't launch, obviously, one fragrance. I launched 11 fragrances because there are... Um, Lots of different characters and styles yes. out there. And I wanted to have to please as many people as I possibly could because it's also about understanding the concept and the range. And, um, you know, which is quite an expensive thing in a way to do, which I was funding it all myself as well. Mm-hmm. But I just thought, I just, that's the way I would like to do this. And I also wanted, you know, packaging and, and design as well. I'm quite fussy about. I wanted something that was very... Um, I hate the thing, you know, that's got to be male, that's got to be female, et cetera, da, 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 da. I think it's very, uni- you know, unis- you know if, if you like the fragrance, you're going to want to wear it. I mean, the men love amber molecule. I mean, loads of men, you know, and sequoia wood, actors wear it, as you know. Um, twisted, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, 
Who are we to say that that's for one and that's for the other, really? Oh, I think that's all marketing, frankly. It is, yeah. And yeah. I mean, I don't mind either. Some people say, do you think that's a bit more for feminine? I said, well, yeah, then I'll, then I'll comment and say, of course I will. And, and I don't, and, and that's wonderful. But, um, and I think it was, I, I couldn't wait actually then. And I, th I think I was just so excited. And when we did the press, I, I remember we got so much press on it. Every single publication, in fact, Vogue came up with a, a little paragraph saying it wasn't even, we hadn't even launched, you know, we hadn't even done the press launch yet, but it was just a, a pre-press launch. They wanted to get it in a month saying, we just wanted to announce, I think we speak on behalf of every single journalist that we are all really excited about Asi Glasser finally soon launching her range more on the subject, you know, in time. But that was just, I was like, I didn't ask them to do that. That was just so nice of them. and. Um, so, yeah, I was really encouraged. And I think for me, it's about, you know, it's not about spreading your wings too too quickly either. Mm -hmm. um, I like, you know, you know, when we met, I love to hear about your consumers. You know, I, mean, I, I just know that they're going to love it because I can then, I, you know, I want to, and I'm not in the American market. And of course, I have so many American clients. Um, so I I think they're just it's going to be it's easier. I want to also have perfumes that you could finally buy for someone and they like it yeah. because you know that's why I think you know because usually they'll buy the thing oh well they love that that design like they love Prada so that means they're going to love the fragrance but it doesn't seem the fashion people are actually doing the fragrance because it's owned by I don't know. Be L'Oreal or one of yeah, do you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. a different company, so it's not necessarily the same designer is behind it as you would kind of expect. Mm -hmm. So I think, and then sometimes, and then and then the people just you, know, you have lots of those things, you, uh, perfumes that stay there, but it's not something that you want. So you can go and do that the robot quiz. I don't know if you've done that, where it can helps you choose yeah. the fragrance for your mother, or your best friend, or whoever else it is. And the amount of people who said, oh, my God, you know, my mum loves that perfume. It's the first time she's ever actually loved any perfume that someone's bought her. Oh. So that's another kind of joy, you know, because you think, OK, great. We've filled in that, that missing gap in the market. Yeah. And now you get to share it with so many more people now that you have a brand as opposed to just working one. -on -one. I know. I can't wait. Did your um, consumers, do they write to you and say, oh my God, I, you know, this did that to me. And yes. Because I really encourage, I'd love to know what, when it launches, what everyone thinks, you know, is Twisted Iris them or is Sequoia Word them or Amber Molecule. I just, I, I literally just can't wait to, to, to hear their stories. Yeah. Well, I look forward to getting your fragrances in the hands of consumers ASAP because I think they're going to love them. And also, the American consumer is very vocal. They're going to tell us like yeah, exactly. right away that's what they what, think. But that's what I love about it as well, because that's kind of what you want really, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, and I think perfume in a way is quite vocal. You know, I always say that um, it really speaks to you. Somebody can look fantastic, but if they don't smell good, you're not really going to want to... Hang out with them? No. Or date them? <laughs> well, or marry them? Exactly. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a really important... Um, factor in one's life yeah and I think for me that that's one of the main things it's it seemed that important uh I like I think you should take you know it's, it's a serious subject yeah yeah <laughs> um as entrepreneurs when we build companies we put so much of our own DNA and you know flavor into everything that we create mm. so what is it about perfumer's story that is very assy um 
God, it's just my world, really. It's, I think it's just my, you know, my beliefs. It's, 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 the perfume story is my character and style. They, you know, it sums up who I am, my world. But also I work with so many, you know, before I did the brand, I've always collaborated with, you know, fashion designers or artists, as you know. And, um, and I think I really didn't want to, so I still collaborate in under the perfume story with artists and collaborators because I didn't want it to, oh, I'm just going to launch a perfume brand that's, that's the way that you do launch a perfume brand because that's what everyone else does. I want to launch a perfume brand. It's almost like it's, a, it's almost like a mini perfume house mm -hmm. because I still continue to do my collaborations when I did The Kingsman with Matthew Vaughan, the film director. Um, I mean, we sold out in, we, you know, very quickly, mm -hmm. but it was just such fun. And when I did, you know, SNX's Rankin, the photographer, or... Yeah. Ditch with Jonas Ackland, who's the big music producer, and all the, you know, Beyonce and uh, Lady Gaga and Madonna and all that videos. Um, you know, it's really fun working with everyone. That's my life. That's my world. So it's it's the same, you know, if you think of music artists, they they also can work with other artists as well. And it's, um, yeah, so I think I, that I wanted something that totally represents my band, but I also wanted it to, to, to bring something to the marketplace that, just doesn't exist and I think it was a massive gap in the marketplace as well and I'm really glad that I filled it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah and was it like a long almost like self-discovery journey to arrive at the finished product or did you just know exactly what it's supposed to look like and you just it was just a matter of bringing it to life? Yeah I mean I think I've always you know I love design and um, and there's something about I like heritage Mm -hmm. You know, I love things, I like history, but then I, I say for me, my brand's are all about heritage and edgy. Mm -hmm. So edgy to me is always something that new that you bring, bring to, um, that you can bring to it that is, that hasn't been done before is unique in some sort of way. So if you look at the packaging, um, it's, you know, you've got that sort of, uh, it's a book yeah. and then you have that red seal and, and I, and I've always been. Very, I you know, when I think of the brand, actually, if I had to think of the film, it's very Shakespeare. There's a, mm. is there or or that it's sort of you know turn of the century writer with sort of, you know, this gorgeous floppy hair mm -hmm. wearing one of those white shirts, <laughs> very creatively expressed. Yeah, yeah. I yes. think so. It's, it's, Bohemian. There's a sensuality. I mean, to me, you know, perfumes should always be sensual because yeah. it is about attracting the opposite sex mm -hmm. and we're animals you know we're animals at the end of the day yeah, and that's what it are. is about so I'm not going to do something that reminds me I'm going to wear a perfume that smells that reminds me of the, the smell of a mountain I mean that's you know that's not particularly very sexy <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it as I said that it matches my personality and style so it's the same so for example you look at yourself in the mirror Okay, you wear your hair and your makeup the way that you do and you dress the way that you do and think, that's me. Because you can see it. Mm -hmm. Now, the sense of smell is subconsciously led because you can't see and touch it. It's a feeling and it's an emotion. So that's why it's very hard for consumers to find the perfume that matches them. So that's why I come into it because I've had so many years of experience, 30 years, working with probably the fussiest people in the world 
actors because they get given all the perfumes. You know, yeah. they get given stuff for free all the yeah. time. But they want to smell, they don't want to smell like everyone. They want to smell unique or they want to have something that matches them and their personality and style. Um, so a lot, a lot of artists, musicians, you know, they buy my perfumes because to them, it all has an artistic story that they can relate to and that they feel that they don't have to worry about. They're all busy people. So, and, and I think there's a lot of people, you don't have to be an artist to be there. I think even mother, I mean, you're busy, it's nonstop. You know, you're a teacher. I mean, what, it doesn't matter who you're a nurse. I mean, you know, it's, it's everyone wants to try and make their lives as easy as possible. We should, you know, I should be, I feel that I should be there to help if I can with my creativity, but also I need to have things, again, that make sense, you know, that sort of is, um, it ticks all the right boxes. Yeah. That to me is important. If you're paying, spending good money on a perfume, you want it to tick all the right boxes. Yeah, yeah. you want it to make you happy yeah. on every level. Experience scents that capture your character and style with a quick tour of the Perfumer's Story limited edition collection that's coming to Scentbird this fall. We're about to explore Sequoia Wood, Twisted Iris, and Amber Molecule. So you have 11 gorgeous fragrances in your collection. We are bringing three of them to Sunbird. I cannot wait. Um, the first one is Sequoia Wood, which uh, I know happens to be your signature perfume. So let's dive in. For me, it's the character style. It's sensual. It's creative. It is edgy. And, and I like fragrances that are sensual, but not too pretty, pretty or sweet and too flowery. But I, and I also love when people say, oh my God, you smell amazing. So when you wear this, you're guaranteed to get so many people saying, oh my God, you smell amazing. What's that smell? I want more of it. I mean, literally, I have people stopping me in the streets on it. It's so good. And I mean, I get like five or six comments a day oh my God. with this. I mean, the, the taxi, uh, the car um, driver said, when I walked in, oh God, you smell good. Um, so it's so lovely to have that comment sometimes so that, you know, you feel that someone really has actually noticed you. But... Um, you smell it here. It's um, so it starts as a freshness on top, which you've got. Um, it's a hint of neroli, and I mm. love neroli because it means one of the most expensive. But it's just got that kind of sophisticated citrus, you know, but not too. If you know what I mean, it's very. It's just like light and fresh, and sort of, um, and it kind of brings you into the heart, which is sequoia wood. It's deep. It's sexy. It's so scent. You just want to keep smelling it and smelling. It's quite. There's something very addictive about it as well. I love this you know what it smells like to me obviously the sequoia trees but mm. it's like when you are in in the red wood forest um in in California how the sun hits your skin is different yeah and so it's like that feeling yeah, of the sun in your skin of, yeah sun in the skin I think that's something that I really love actually I love that smell because it also gives that feeling of oh god I'm on holiday finally and it's yeah happiness as well um it it does, but and then it, and it has this um, like the base. It's very, you know, I like bases that are long that have longevity to yeah. it as well. So you've got a little bit of oud in there, but not too much because I don't like things that are very strong on the mm -hmm. oud factor. But it just that helps the longevity. You've got musks in there, frankincense, some nice resins in there as well. 
um, there's a tiny little note of chocolate actually, oh. which is if you smell like really expensive chocolate, you know, mm-hmm. that smell, I just love it. It's something very, it was like a, a secret ingredient of sexiness. Yeah, I love this. It's very sensual, but in an understated way. It's yeah. like somebody who's sexy, but they're not trying at all. It's like no, they're, they ab- just woke up pretty no, type absolutely. of situation. And also it doesn't smell commercial. It no. smells really, it smells expensive. I like yes. that smell rich and expensive. So beautiful. Mm, I think you. I think this one will suit you very well. Oh my actually. God, I can't wait to wear this. So I can get compliments from my taxi drivers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, Azzy, can you share the packaging with our viewers, listeners? Indeed. So here we go. So this is what I was saying about, I mean, I love things that, I mean, for me, sustainability is you want to keep it forever. And um, so, and I'm very into that. And I love giving, gifting things as well. Like little presents, surprise presents. So, um, so when I mentioned about heritage, it's it's you know that's very much our logo and everything else is based on a book. I love the red seal because to me that has that kind of that confirmation that blood seal when you're you're sending a letter or something. You really feel um, good about what you you know you've got. There's something there's a richness about it. And then inside you have a bookmark which has got all the details fragrance in there and formula number and um and this little bag so the perfume has its own bag and it's not that I just want to give a free bag it also stops degeneration by light so um which is important for the perfume and it keeps it cool because it's made of this incredible cotton it's quite a Dickensian bag so it's not good to put perfumes in the fridge because that's just too cold but this is like the right temperature so that's something that um I just think it's like really important and people love their little pouches because you can, you know, and they put it into their handbags. It also protects, protects it inside. Yeah. You've thought of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's, I like attention to detail. I think that's very important. I can tell it's gorgeous. And I'm a big book nerd. So this packaging, just the box is like, it just gives me warm fuzzies inside. I don't know. It's beautiful. Yeah. Then you can, you, you can put all your trinkets and things you see inside there or receipts or whatever you want to do, really. I mean, everyone has Like a jewelry box. Yes, exactly. I love it. So the next fragrance we're smelling is Twisted Iris. Oh, Twisted Iris is um, fun-loving, bohemian, and um, caring. You know, it has, uh, basically, it's, it's got that characteristic wear and style so if you can imagine, I think, you know, that creativity in dressing, you know, your own. So it could be a mixture of vintage and Balenciaga or the high street. You've got that sort of um, quirkiness to it and eccentricity. And when you smell it, oh, just, you do feel like a million dollars. Ooh. You know, it's it has a, depth to it, it has, and character. And there's a creaminess to it as well. It smells really expensive. Mm. But I want to have something that has got it's sophisticated, but it's sexy, but in a kind of porcelain way. Yeah, it has charisma. Yeah. I've never said that about a fragrance before, but this it one really does. really does. Yeah. You can almost you can feel the charisma coming. Yeah. It's almost like it's, you know, you know you're gonna have a good night with this one. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um it's also very refined. It's very refined. And sophisticated. Exactly. And, and yeah, and it's a great, um, you know, some people just absolutely love it. And again, it's it has it's that loyalty factor, I think. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. You, so many different people wear it. 
lots of age groups. It's it's quite interesting, you know. Um, you even get like age groups of, sort of like teenagers to twenties, thirties, but also you get sixties, six year olds loving mm-hmm. it. They absolutely love it. So it's there's no, um, you know, it's not like it. That's the age bracket at all. It's not like it's not about that. Yeah. If you were to describe this with like who, when, how, what would you say? So the first, actually, the the, uh, the first person I had in mind when I was creating this was I was obsessed with her skin in, um, which is Grace Kelly oh. in the party. The mm-hmm. I love that film. Um, but you know, there's something about her porcelain skin. So that's that kind of Marilyn Monroe, um, I suppose, um, Lady Gaga in all of her films as well. But you know, she's got that kind of character where she's quite playful but she's sexy and quite eccentric as well mm-hmm. um there's lots of people that I can put to this actually and what was it what, who, when when um I mean it's a day fragrance it's a night fragrance I think you know you could wear it on to weddings and mm-hmm. I th- I think it's an all-round break you know um I think if you like it you just want to wear it yeah and how how I always recommend to wear fragrance. I mean, for my perfumes, you can wear, so obviously around the neck, the, the rest with hot spots. At the back of the neck, mm-hmm. I always put it on top of my hair as well because mm-hmm. it's a hot spot. You've got a lot yeah. of pores in your head. So it really kind of permeates well, works well with your pheromones. My perfumes work really, really well with that because it, it triggers them. Um, and decollete. <laughs> yes, yeah. love that. Beautiful. I actually, I wear, I don't wear deodorant. I wear my perfumes also under arms because I like to smell good. But in, for me, sweating is important. It's not about, you know, you've got, to, you've got to let it out. Yeah. You've got, got to keep it in. It's much yeah. more healthier to let it out. But smelling good sweat is great. It's fine. It's not, <laughs> you know, I don't sweat a lot anyway, but I'm just saying. Yeah. It's, um, and mm. I've done that for years. A nice little it. perfume hack. And then also it doesn't interfere with then you've got a deodorant smell and a perfume and then you yeah. end up smelling like something completely different. Yeah. It's like, you know, having two records playing at once. It's noisy. Yeah. And deodorants are not really fine fragrance quality yeah. in terms of how they smell ever. <laughs> I don't Absolutely. think. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, I'm excited for this next one. Amber Molecule. Oh, uh, yeah. Amber Molecule is, I just love, um... I love the ingredient amber. And I've never smelled a really great amber fragrance ever. And I always wanted to create the best amber fragrance in the world. And, oh, my God, it's just some, it's so, because amber is, it has that, you know, it's, it's been around for centuries, for years. And it's, um, it's really sensual and sexy, but in a very soft, comforting, just want to get closer and closer to Men love it on women. Mm. Young girls love it. I mean, Kaya Gerber loves this fragrance. Mm. Um, Iris Law, you know, lots of young girls love it. But also, I mean, my age adore this fragrance. They won't wear anything else at all. And you again, you have that lovely, it leaves this lovely trail where you, wherever you go. It's like, oh, wow, what are you, you know, wow, what's that fragrance? It's so good. Yeah. Got a real wow factor to it. It has this very sophisticated sweetness to it. Yeah, no, it's not like kind of candy sweet. No. It's because amber, that's why I love amber, because mm-hmm. it has a sweetness to it, but in a very sophisticated way. It's not cheap, it's no. expensive. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
so you just want, it's, it, you just want to decadent. keep smelling it, don't you? Decadent. Yeah. yeah, I love wearing this actually before I go to bed. I love it. It's do you it's like almost, smell? Uh, do you ever spray your pillow with this? Well, I do, but also I used to always wear this when the kids were younger. You know, when you do bednight bedtime stories. Yeah. Oh my god, they love it, and it makes I think it makes them sleep better as well. It has that softness to it, and everyone sort of, you know, kind of it's soothing. There's a soothing feel to it. Um, and they always just say, they, you know, my kids always say, oh, you know, they, they love that smell. And yeah. they'd notice if you didn't wear it as well. It's very comforting <laughs> for them at this point, I'm sure. Yeah. And because, well, you know, when we all have baths, you know, if you have a bath and then you put it after the bath, it's, it's actually really lovely. Yeah. Who do you think would wear this if it was like a person? Um, well, um, Helena Bonham Carter loves this fragrance. And she has that kind of, there's something couture about her as well. But actually... She, um, you know, she loves expensive fragrances, but that have that sort of decadence about them as well. The softness to it. Kaya Gerber, for sure, her skin and, you know, Cindy's daughter. Yeah. And she absolutely loves it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Love this as well. Well, your fragrances are outstanding. And I know our customers are going to love them thank so. you thank you every so much. single I'm one so is excited. a winner i know i can't wait it's time for scent connection all-time favorites edition maria brings up one of ozzy's all-time favorite smells and invites her to share the memory that immediately comes to mind um the first one <laughs> is your children's hair Oh, God, yeah. I mean, okay, so Milo's um, I, I, Milo's middle name uh, is Murr because his head, um, the baby's head smells, it reminds me of the smell of Murr. Oh, my God. I don't know. That's my sort of thing. You know, because Murr is very sort of, it's, it's that skin light. I mean, it's, I just love the smell of a baby's head. Yeah, children's hair, but also when you know, as they get older, they have their own smells. I just love the smell of hair. Actually, hair too, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, old books. Well, I have old books in my um, perfume range because I've got that. I just love that memory of you know you go into grandma's attic and you pick up the old book and it all falls apart in your hand, and it that smell is just so intelligent yeah <laughs> no but it's so it's fantastic it's just so you know there's something very sensual about it as well because it it feels like it tells a million thousand stories yeah that one smell it's it's one memory that has lots of memories yeah 100 percent. and then the old books the fragrance is yeah. a favorite of benedict cumberbatch is not yeah, and it's, I mean, lots of actors wear it, you know. Um, it's a favourite of a lot of people. I mean, some I can't, I'm not even allowed to mention, actually. Okay. But there, well, there's one that I can't mention, but oh, I mean, there's lots of, uh, it, I mean, Orlando loves old, old books too, Stephen Fry. I mean, there's lots of people. Uh, women love it as well. It's, I like wearing it. I like wearing it sometimes when I'm going to like an art show mm -hmm. or a book opening. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's you know it's quite fun. But you get so many comments when you wear it as well. It is a great. If you don't know what to get your husband, or it's a guaranteed winner. They all, everyone loves it. Nobody has smelled that fragrance and doesn't like they lit and they get obsessed by it as well. Well, now I know what to give as a yeah. gift to my dad. It's amazing how many people actually love that smell of old books because you think, God, it's you know. 
But then they, they then they start smiling, the fact that they love it, and it's called old books. Yeah, you know, I love that. Yeah. Okay, the smell of expensive suede. Um. Yeah, beautiful. I mean, it does remind me sometimes of an inside of a very expensive car, but and it's leather, but sometimes you get suede element to it. Um, it reminds me, it takes me actually first memory back to my mum's handbag. It was suede in the 1970s, a very kind of sort of, um, it was more like 60s look actually, but it, she had it in the 70s. Love it. Um, sequoia wood. Sequoia wood. I mean, I it it's it's a long red um, <clears throat> tall trees that you got you know in in California and Colorado, and it's it's that wood. It's the only wood that smells juicy and sensual and sexy because cedarwood is dry, yeah, and sandalwood is oily. Guaiac wood is polished, but sequoia wood is it's. Um, and that's why I wear it. It's because it's sexy as a fragrance, but it's not, you know, it's and it's it's got a lot of depth to it. And is that is there a memory that it connects you to? Uh, Sequoia wood, you know, the forest, you know, in in California, being in California, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I just love the smell of you know. I start, I start scraping away at the trees and all sorts. And such fun to go out with. Yeah, I think <laughs> a walk in the park with me is great. Yeah. And I think I know what you're going to say here, but rain on earth. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, that's one of my first memories as a child in India and playing in the rain on earth. I mean, it's 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 very, you know, there's something that's very kind of sensual, really. We had a rainstorm here the other day in London and, you know, it just puts a smile on your face because you want to be indoors, actually, in a way, because in in England you kind of do that. But at the same time, you want to be out there. You know, and I remember because I used to always we used to have raincoats that were down to the floor. And I remember my raincoat was uh, full of, it was like these 70s flowers. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to run out in this coat that was too big for me. But you didn't care about getting wet because you were just in the coat and you weren't, didn't get wet anyway. I don't know why they, they make coats like that for everyone. Everyone would be out there playing and having fun. Yeah, and be, good being idea. liberated. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we should do perfumer story raincoats. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you that so should. Quite fun, yeah. So, what's next for you and Perfumer Story? Um, there. Well, there's lots of things going on with Perfumer Story, and you know we're excited about launching new products. Um, I think probably the most exciting is there's two new fragrances that I can't wait to bring out. They are going to be really special, something that you've never smelled before in the planet, and it's they're real head turners. Oh, I cannot wait to smell those. Yeah, I can't wait for you to smell them too. You're going to, I think you're going to fall in love with definitely one of them. You can't be two. Well, I love <laughs> all of your creations. So, I, you know, I wouldn't bet against me loving both. <laughs> I think you will love both of them, actually. I mean, I love both of them, but I love both of them because but I'd wear, well, for me, one of them is definitely me. And that's the only other one fragrance, actually, that I might switch from my Sequoia with as well to, um, I can't see what the names are yet, So, yeah. but all will be revealed soon. Oh, it's been so wonderful having you on Scent World. And oh, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Pleasure. I'm so honoured as well to be here with you. Thank you so much. That was Maria Norislamova and Ozzy Glasser from the Perfumer Story based in London, England. Up next on Scent World, how a musician and architect came together, broke into perfumery and created a cult following with David Seth from DS and Durga. 
For more unfiltered conversations with perfumers, visionaries, and fragrance lovers, follow Scent World wherever you get your podcasts. Scent World is a Scentbird original series produced by Flowship. Today's episode was executive produced by Maria Nurislamova, produced by Mike Giordani, edited by Ramiro Gava, mixed by Alex Roses, production support by Peely Melendez. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you.